Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we're two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we've got music for your cuarentena cooking. Yes, y'all. Have you been listening to music during your cuarentena? I mean, you have. We asked you, and you gave us a bunch of really amazing answers. Yeah, y'all are really cute on Instagram. The stories will not be there by the time this comes out. But <laughs> no, maybe we'll make them a little highlight. Yeah, for we this, can, uh, we for can this make a highlight. We'll make them a highlight. Yeah. Plus, I chose pictures of really bomb Latino dishes. You did. If you um, want to like feel hungry, you did a good job. Inspired. Yeah. I mean, I think cooking is one of the only things that pretty much everybody is doing right now. I mean, I guess there's some of you who might still be just like getting takeout and delivery, and you know. I support you and whatever you need to do, but most people are having to figure out how to feed themselves in the kitchen and having a lot of extra time to do it. So this episode is about some music to keep you company along the way. Mm. Yes, yes, y'all. I hope that if you like barely knew how to fry an egg before this moment that you're holding up, I really feel for y'all. Yeah. Don't know how you're doing it. Um, and, you know, we're going to make it through. Hopefully we can have some jams to inspire you to make your best possible meals to mm-hmm. feed yourself. And I feel like salsa is a classic, mm-hmm. classic cooking music. Classic, classic. So this is this first one was my pick, and it's um, Frankie Ruiz, Tu Me Vuelves Loco. Let's take another listen. him yo i love him i've been yeah. on frankie ruiz tips since we did our like old school salsa episode a few weeks back or a few months back or a few years back i don't even know anymore what is time um but yeah so good so good all of his all of his songs are just total hits total hits and yeah i think for me good music for cooking is any music that makes me want to dance and salsa makes me want to dance because then yeah, you're just like dancing yeah. around your kitchen, you know, you're just feeling really upbeat. I love dancing and like having like the wooden spoon that's stirring whatever thing that I'm making <laughs> be my dance partner <laughs> <laughs> because it's always some giant cauldron of shit. I've realized during this cuarentena that, you know, this is extreme eldest immigrant daughter problems, but like I'm really truly incapable of cooking for less than like four people. Like, I don't know how to make small amounts of food, which is, I have a lot of leftovers usually, and that's fine. And, like, I'll freeze shit. And, like, although I had a freezer mishap earlier today. Uh-oh. But, <laughs> but you got to like, label your shit better. It's just, like, a lot. Yeah, you got to, I y'all, I made sancocho, and I also made chicken pho, and I, like, mixed the two different containers, one of sancocho and one of pho together, which... Could be a lot grosser, to be fair, but it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bummer. I'm, I, I feel sad about the situation for a lot of reasons for you, but I'm particularly sad that no one is getting to share your delicious food because you cook so fucking well. <laughs> uh, I realize that like feeding my friends is a big part of how I move in the world, mm-hmm. and I have like I did make a giant thing of soup for my sick friend. Um, of couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. but you know like feeding people is truly like a joy for me I love cooking I love like sharing my food with people and it's just how I grew up socializing with people is through food yeah so it feels like I'm just like very emotional about not being able to cook for my friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the good news is you're not having to like readapt because this is kind of how you already were eating like you cooked most of your food anyway which I think you're pretty unusual 
in that in terms yeah, of like cook people that I know. Everything. I've been cooking a ton and I'm really like I think that's one of the only things I've really been enjoying is like cooking and cleaning because it feels very satisfying and like I've been cleaning so much. Yeah. Everything has gotten a deep clean in yeah. my house. Yeah. Yeah. Sparkling. But yeah, I have a confession though, which is that I have not been listening to music while cooking. I think there's maybe one day where we listen to like salsa and bachata Mm, mm -hmm. um which again i've said like not listening to music is definitely a sign of my mental health but i also really like to watch tv while i do things like cook and clean and that's true even when we aren't in a pandemic so i've been watching a lot of like really shitty reality tv in the background while i cook and clean and do Mm -hmm. oh my god so many fucking dishes i don't i don't even understand how like twice a day there's like a mountain of dishes it's like i don't even some sort of weird Mm -hmm. like math is happening but um and there's no dishwasher, so I'm the dishwasher, basically. Um, but yeah, so I've been watching TV while I cook, which I would recommend, I think, listening to music instead. It's, I think it's better for, like, your emotional well-being, but sometimes I just have to, like, I like to just multitask and get lost in something stupid. All right, well, tell us about your first cooking cuarentena song. My first cooking cuarentena song is a song that came out fairly recently. It actually has some cuarentena themes in it, which, like, I feel like now, like, the artists that have been, like, encerrado por algunos días ya, like, have, like, their, like, cuarentena jams coming up. But this is one of them. This one is called Pa' Que Le Invitan, and it's by Cauti. Maldita, la niña está maldita. Y si ustedes saben cómo se pone pa' que le invita Bebiendo margarita y fumando hierbita Y si ustedes saben cómo se pone pa' que le invita Nadie, nadie la veloce Gama no se le fue, de trago se pasó Está borracha otra vez, está borracha no le teste a tu ex songs that's emerging with cuarentena themes and this one is like not a whole cuarentena theme but he's like no le gusta la cuarentena janguear le corre por las venas and i was like oh that's me <laughs> and i and it's so um and it's it's funny because i i feel like this meme like is like one of my fucking favorites i cite it all the time particularly when i'm being tokenized for being latina in political spaces and it's like oh like you're white enough like you can like come be a part of this space and we can check off our box and it's like uh-uh <laughs> like i'm gonna tell you to free everybody out of prisons during the pandemic like let them all free i'm gonna put that in the fucking google doc you know <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> I think that, like, I keep seeing these songs that come out, like, Speak, who we had on the show, which if you haven't heard his interview on our show, it's really dope. He's a really dope rapper and artist. And he put out this song called Social Distance, which is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, I've been posting a lot of, you know, new songs and things that are coming out, cuarentena and non-cuarentena related, of course. And I posted this one on there. But also last night, we're recording this on Tuesday, April 7th. And at midnight, you know, last night, this song came out called Cuarentena by Diego Lelaexe featuring Arca or Arcangel, not like Arca, the Mm-mm. trans That woman, would be an like interesting Arca. That would <laughs> collaboration. Be but it's like Arca, like Papi Arca, Arcangel. And, <laughs> and it's called Cuarentena. And it just made me like... I'm just like, I'm speaking to you from the other side right now because I'm fucking dead. It's so 
hilarious to me. They're like, it's about like basically we're quarantined, so let's fuck, which is totally fair as a theme, mm-hmm. but like. <laughs> I swear to God, the lyrics are so fucking funny to me. They're, they're like, lo que quedaba era pan y bicho y también se acabó el pan. So, only one thing to eat, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just like a corny and so, so many puns. And at first I was like, this is so bad. But honestly, like, it's so corny that it made my day. So I feel like I've come full circle in a span of less than 12 hours. You've come around to it. <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. It is so brazen. I sort of love it. It's absolutely corny. But this Gauti song, I actually really do like. And it's like, it's a really nice song for like, just like, Perreando while you're cooking. I'm always doing like a little bit of a twerk when I'm cooking and have this kind of music on. I love cooking and dancing. It's like a long, long time hobby of mine. Highly recommend. So let's talk about your new life as like an Instagram food influencer. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like I need to give it up. It's hard. Mm, I'm enjoying (laughs) it though. The thing is that, like, I just, like, I feel like I'm hearing from so many people that are, like, realizing that they can't, like, I, for me, this is how I live my life. Like, I, like, always, like, cook, like, almost every single meal that I eat from scratch. Like, it's just, like, how I grew up and Mm -hmm. also how my own relationship to food. So, like, this isn't different to me. But then I'm seeing all these people that are, like, encerrado en su casa y de vaina saben frío un huevo. So, it's, Mm -hmm. like... I just feel bad for people mm-hmm. and also like they're like don't know how to shop to like last you a long time yeah. so it's like and I like you know I live in New York I have a car sometimes but sometimes I don't and if I like go to the grocery store I'm not trying to like go that often but I want vegetables the whole time so I have this like whole fucking strategy to like make vegetables last me like two or three weeks yeah because I'm not trying to go to the store that often yeah you've been but preparing oh, this anyway. whole time without knowing it yeah, I mean, I'm fucking ready for this shit, you know? You are. <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, it's it's really, like, I've really done some regressing on the, like, my, like, immigrant instinct to not throw anything out be- in case it's useful. Mm-hmm. Because the other day I, like, made some masks out of, like, shit that I just had lying around for years who, because I'm deranged and don't throw things away. Um, but yeah, I, the food thing I've been like, I've just like felt like, oh man, like people really don't know how to do this. And like, I do know how to do this. So like, let me show you. But it's like, it's so much work. It is a lot of work. I know you think like, oh, you just post a little story, like whatever. But no, (laughs) no. I mean, there's a reason why this is like a job for some people. Like you do spend hours just prepping one thing. Well, I really appreciate it. I think your food is amazing. And I do learn a lot from you. And also that you were, not only were you were you posting these stories about making things like homemade pizza, but you were also putting music behind everything, which is another level of work. <laughs> right. Well, I was listening to all of it and I was like, people are hearing these songs in the background. They're going to be like, what is that? Right. All right. My next song. So I decided, you know, so my confession is I haven't been listening to that much music while cooking. Unlike Beto, who's been like really living her best life. And so um, my next two picks for this episode are actually songs that are about food. <laughs> because that felt like another tie-in to this episode. Um, and also good songs for dancing, which I think is, is always a good um, recipe for your cuarentena cooking playlist. So this song mm-hmm. is by Johnny Ventura, and it's called Patacón Pisao. Hey. Dame pata con pisao, mami. 
me dan otra cosa Quieren verme enojado Que si me dan otra cosa Quieren verme enojado Saben que me gusta so Patacón Pisao is actually like a Venezuelan restaurant in New York City, we discovered, we discovered when Googling this. <laughs> Random. Um, well, I think they might have patacones. So Johnny Ventura is Dominican, but I think they have patacones. So patacones is a dish that is in El Zulia de Venezuela, which is all the way in the west, which is on the border with Colombia. And I think they might have patacones in... Colombia, which this song I think is a cover of a Colombian song originally. So right. I think that that's they might have patacones in Colombia as well, which is like a, un patacón es un como un, to, un sandwich hecho con tostón instead yeah. of bread. That it has like tostones mm-hmm. as the mm-hmm. as like the sounds the really pan. good. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're delicious. They're from El Zulia, the part, the western part of Venezuela, um, that sort of borders with Colombia, and so. There is a restaurant, a Venezuelan restaurant that serves patacones and other stuff too now called Patacón Pisao, presumably because of this song. Interesting. So Johnny yeah. Ventura is a Dominican who's known for merengue. He's like considered the father of merengue. So yeah, now, yeah. I'm, now I'm remembering that patacones is what they call tostones in Ecuador too. So I think maybe it's like... Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like the sandwich, but just like the tostones are patacones. Which I just remembered now from my time there. So, okay. Are you a fried green plantain or a fried black sweet plantain person? Mm, no, I'm maduros forever. Me too. Forever, Me forever, too. forever. If I never ate a tostón again in my life, I'd be like a little bit sad. But like, yeah. nah, que ver. It's like not even a fucking I contest. know. I kidding? feel the same way. But I know people who are like solidly tostones people, which I'm like, I don't oh, understand I you. Absolutely uh, Maduro, maduro, maduro. Yeah, I mean... It's a, it's a commitment to salty sweet for me, yo. Like, put maduros Ugh, next to yes. salty meat and beans oh, and rice. and yes, bitch. That's oh, my the, God. What's up? Okay, so one of the things that made me realize, like, how Cuban we were growing up is that we would eat, and I still do this, I'll eat, like, a regular-ass banana, like, on a plate with, like, savory food. And, like, my mom would do this. My brother and I do this. Mm. And I realized at some point, like, oh, this is a substitute for maduros because, you know, we weren't going to have maduros every day. Also, it used to be really hard to get um, ripe plantains. I'll say one of the other things I've cooked that I I think has been the best during this time is I made two really good rainbow charred quiches. Mm. We've gotten a lot of, like, just, like, some random produce um, donations and deliveries and stuff. So we've been just like figuring out how to use them. We had like two huge bunches of rainbow chard. I was like, what am I going to do with this? So I'm a rule follower. So I generally like find a recipe and like follow it, which isn't always mm. the greatest for cooking, right? Because like it's just no, some regular random recipe. I'm a rule breaker with recipes. I know. that cannot stay within the confines. I'm like, no, this needs more of this. It's, it needs less of that. I'm going like, to switch out this vegetable for that one. <laughs> yeah. It's why I'm like a good baker because baking really does require recipe It's why following. I'm a shitty baker. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> But I would say I'm getting better at adventuring. So I was like, I found one quiche rainbow chard recipe, but it literally was like used three stalks of rainbow chard in a whole quiche. And I was like, this is not going to work, yo. Like I have like 20 stalks of rainbow chard. Like we got it. This is the point of this. So I ended up. Nah, make it lots of greens in the quiche. Exactly. So I ended up cooking down all of the rainbow chard first because this was like putting it in raw which i was like that's not gonna, oh that's no gonna take that up so also much. seems like a bad move that's yeah. a shitty recipe yeah. you definitely want to cook it first yeah so a little co- bit of garlic make right it taste better. so i cooked it all down and then um that recipe used cheddar which we had a lot of but then i also had some feta and i found a different recipe that had you layer a put a layer of feta in the pie crust before you put the topping like the quiche topping and that was mm-hmm. fucking bomb it was so mm. good. There's another quiche in the freezer that I like. I like just made these like a few days ago and I already want to eat the second quiche, but I'm trying to like wait, you know. Do you freeze them after you cook them? Yeah. Or before? So I cook two huh. and I just use like store-bought pie crust. Um, you can make Got pie it. crust, but like well, whatever. And um, yeah, I cooked <laughs> them both and then I froze. We, we ate one like within two days and then I froze the other one. Cooked. And then I'll just like stick it in the oven to heat it up. Nice. I'm making myself really hungry right now. <laughs> Talking about this. <laughs> I hope y'all are cooking while listening to this. I know. Please do. Please do. All right. What's your next song? All right. So my next song is by Empress Of. I really love her. She has a new album out. This is the title track off the album and also the first track. It's called I'm Your Empress Of. 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 
speak English. It was no easy has to learn it, but I did. I got it. I only have one girl. But the only girl is like having thousands of girls because look at how many times she reproduced herself in each one of you. So this is Empress of Pan. I mean, I think that this song represents sort of like a genre of uh, music that I've been listening to a lot, which is like this like dramatic synth music that mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll be like cooking, but I'll also be like wearing like a long floral satin robe and like I have this long ass hallway and I'll just like promenade down it dramatically with the, <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the synths and then like go back to my cooking. Just like, I mean, I'm by myself. I'm like, I have to entertain myself somehow. So I'm just being ridiculous. You're doing great. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, it could be worse. So this, I feel like the, like the dramatic synths in this, like feel like really like, it's just like happy and like poppy and with so much feeling. And then her mom, she, her mom has little bits throughout this album where she's speaking and it's just so fucking sweet. It's mm -hmm. just so fucking sweet. Apparently she like, so tender. It's so tender. Yeah. She just like asked her mom to like go off the cuff and say things and she would ask her things. And this is just like their sort of stream of consciousness conversation and what came up and it's just like so very sweet and you know this song is just only like maybe it's I think it clocks in at like less than two minutes even it's just like maybe sort of even just an intro but I think it like sort of represents this dramatic synth moment that I'm having right now that I do a lot when I'm cooking and it's just like everything feels like so imbued with meaning mm -hmm. <laughs> when these like really dramatic synths are happening that I just like feel like I'm like in a music video or something mm. so I really appreciate that to like change up the mood was she the one that we talked about like really early on whose mom was like making her merch yes that's exactly <laughs> who. That's so her sweet. mom has her own Instagram of Laura Lee's uh, costumes because she makes her clothes for tour oh my God. so she has like her own Instagram we can link it in the show notes it's amazing Highly recommend. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. How do you decide what music to listen to when you're cooking? Um, well, there's usually three genres, right? One is like salsa. Salsa is like an old standby for cooking. Um, and it's always just very happy, very good. Um, there's also like the sort of perreo sucio variety of music, which is also sort of a standard around my house, you know, like whatever like perreo playlist I have going is often something that I listen to when I'm cooking just because it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other, the other thing is like, usually I have like another non perreo playlist going right of like newish songs or songs that I'm feeling in the moment. Like right now I have like a cuarentena playlist that's, um, you know, for our members, I made like a little cuarentena playlist, but the one that I have is not just Latino artists. It has like all sorts of other artists. Um, I'm happy to link my personal playlist in the show notes if you all want to listen to that. But um, it's more of like a lot of this like synthy bleepy energy that I've been feeling lately. So it's it, it shifts between one of those three for me lately. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think... Um... I actually like watch a lot of TV in my like living alone single life. Um, and so now that I'm transitioning to like living with a partner and a kid, I think cooking and cleaning has been like dishes, lots and hours of dishes has been like my sort of TV watching time. So I think that's part of it also. It's like more of a solitary mm. and it's like, I'm watching trash TV that no one else wants to watch. You know, so, <laughs> Right. Your partner doesn't like, want to watch. No, she like looked at it for a few <laughs> minutes yesterday and was like, this is terrible. I can't. I was like, it's fine. I don't, I don't even want to watch yeah, it with anybody yeah, yeah. because it's so bad. I don't even want, you know, just like, let me right. be alone in this please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do have an update from last week's episode. We had a conversation Ooh. about how I should try drinking. <laughs> 
Oh, tell us about that. Because, um, and again, this is in the context of like, I don't have any history with substance abuse or alcohol abuse. Um, so, you know, it's like, that's the, I think an important caveat because there's so many people who do struggle with that and, and sobriety is really important to them. I've been mostly sober by default, you know, not really by, because of that, either because of like digestive issues or also like, I don't really like to lose control. So I actually think sometimes this is like a mm-hmm. good exercise for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, we had a date night, which is just means after bedtime. Um, we But we've got like dressed up in outfits as if we were going to leave the house, <laughs> um, which actually felt really good. I highly recommend that um, if you're not doing that, even just like to have dinner or whatever, just to, it just felt really nice to, to put on. It feels so clothes. nice. I've been like putting makeup on. I've been yeah. putting on an outfit like on weekend nights. It just like, it makes mm-hmm. me feel yeah. fucking normal, man. So I like Friday take night. a selfie and like mm-hmm. be like Instagram can see this, you yep. know, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I know we forgot to take a feel normal. We forgot to take a photo, which is sad. But yeah, like I put on a button down shirt for the first time in like a month, you know, <laughs> it's like I'm wearing something that's not a t-shirt. Um, and, um, and I made margaritas, which I said last time, like I'm really good at making, but here's the thing. And it's been a really long time since I've made them and I totally was off my game y'all. So I made a really big mistake, which goes back to me saying I'm a rule follower, which is that I Googled a recipe and ended up making a margarita recipe written by a white woman. Oh, it was a terrible, Ooh, big mistake. Big, big mistake. mistake. It was terrible. It involved water. <laughs> it was really bad. The issue was I didn't have triple sex. Water? Water. I know it was bad. The I, fuck? I don't know what I was thinking. That is white nonsense. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I didn't have triple sec. And so then I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And so after I made that terrible first round of margaritas, which like my partner was really nice and pretended like she liked and drank anyway, it was terrible. Um, I made a second round with just, I just subbed triple sec for simple syrup. And that was perfect. So pro tip, if you don't have triple sec and you want to make a margarita, just all you need is lime juice, tequila, and simple syrup. If you like it sweet, um, which we both like Mm. it's on the sweeter side. Mm. And it was really good. And I, I found the old recipe I had from when I worked at the Mexican restaurant. The bartender had given me like his Yeah, that's quantities. the ticket. I've, that's the one that I've mm-hmm. had. And that one is fucking bomb. Yeah. But I just like, I was off my game, y'all. But the second one was much better. We also only had one tray of ice. So it was kind of like, <laughs> it was just like having to work with what we had. But so we had two like very small margaritas. They were very like, you know, it was like one shot of tequila each. Um and it was really nice actually like it just felt like light and giddy and happy and we just like danced for a while just like listened to music and danced um and had kind of a good time and I I didn't feel hungover the next day but I did forget I remembered what I'd forgotten about drinking which is that it makes it hard for me to sleep so I had kind Mm -hmm. of like a tough night of sleep which is hard right now sleep is like a really important um escape I feel like from (laughs) just everything that's going on so my, I think my, my takeaway from that was that it was a success and I would definitely do it again. Um, Highly recommend. And now I know never follow a margarita recipe written by a white woman. Uh-uh. Google. Can't do it. Won't Google. do it. If, if they reference Cinco de Mayo, you know it's not the right person. Absolutely not. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> you know, one of the upsides of this uh, cuarentena situation is that we're going to all be encerrados on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> oh. So we're going to miss that nonsense. That's true. <laughs> God, that's a month from now. It's a month from now. We're absolutely going to be in Cerrados. I'm sorry to break it to y'all. Yeah. Too bad. So sad. It's not going to be over. No. It's horrible. But right now I'm crossing my fingers that we'll be out in June. Yeah. Eso es con suerte. I think you I'm know? also just crossing my fingers that like fewer people die. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just so extreme right now. Like yeah, that it's I'm so extreme. For. It's so extreme. That people don't die. More people don't die. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I mean, also another reason why I have music going on all times is because, I mean, it's not as dense where you are, densely populated where you are right now, slash it's, the situation isn't as dire as it is here in New York City. But yeah. in Brooklyn, there's sirens literally 24 hours. It's sirens, 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 which is like there's always a lot of sirens, but like God. being an ambulance not like driver this. or a paramedic or a firefighter, not right like now. this. God, in it's sirens team. all fucking day. It's like very, very apocalyptic, <laughs> you know. Um, so to get some respite from that, I just need to have something playing at all times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thankfully in Austin, you know that there definitely are cases and people have definitely died, but it's a much, much less intense situation than new york right now but yeah dc like they're saying that dc might become like a next could become like a next epicenter you know so i'm really like thinking a lot about my people in dc 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sending lots of love to y'all. It's like we're trying to give I you know, content y'all. that's like not heavy and dark and about the situation, but clearly we're all living in this like heavy ass dark situation. So absolutely, absolutely, it's really intense. Um, really rough times. I hope you're all helping each other, and I know that it's completely within not just possible, but also likely that some of you have lost people or will yeah. lose people to yeah. this. So our hearts are truly with you. Seriously. Um, I know, but you know, we have to hang on to the small joys. I, that's what I'm telling myself, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you have to hang on to the small joys. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, music and cooking have been yeah. one of the places of respite. Yeah. No, feeding myself really well. Like, been a bunch of times where Lena and I looked at each other being like, damn, like we're eating really, like we've never eaten this well, you know, because we have such busy lives, like where you just like literally don't have time to cook every fucking meal, you know? And like, you know, you work from home and you don't have a kid. Like there's certain things I think that make your, the way you live your life possible. And it's just something you prioritize, but like, it's not something that's a part of her daily life, you know? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's been really like beautiful to get to just like nourish our bodies that way and, and eat. And I've been eating a lot actually I feel like my appetite um my app I've been able to eat and sleep much better than I normally can um I think thanks to mm. deciding to take antidepressants again which happened right before this yeah <laughs> yeah it's like well time fortuitous <laughs> no thank god that I I was already dealing with some anxiety so I decided to do that so shout out to everybody who you know needs to have that kind of support to get through um but it really helps to like have an appetite and to be able to sleep just as ways to like let my nervous my little like overloaded nervous system you know nourishing yeah for so, sure i do feel grateful to be able to f- eat well it's really amazing how like just doing things to like take care of your body on a really basic level like getting enough sleep like making sure you eat enough meals in a day you know drinking water <laughs> going uh, for a walk or like doing a little bit of movement that works for you you know like mm-hmm. i think that all of that is so sometimes it can seem like such a drag but like it really makes such a huge difference all right what do you got for us yeah my last pick for this episode was an artist that i was really surprised we've never brought before um Mm. and it's another food song although it's actually probably a metaphor aren't they all um this is aniceto molina and it's called la reta Margarita vende arepas calientes Como son tan buenas le gusta a la gente Le pone frijoles, salsita con chile Es lo que la gente le pide y le pide Pero ella es una especial que no le vende a ninguno Porque pa' que se la coma ya tiene cliente seguro Pero ella es una especial que no le vende a ninguno Porque pa' que se la coma ya tiene cliente seguro Llega Antonio, que está terco, y le dice, te la compro, pero ella le contesta, si tiene con que comprarla, te puedes comer la arepa, el asunto es con dinero y el que no tiene no prueba. Y es lo que le digo a mi compadre, que se coma la arepa. Como dicen que es tan buena, te compro la arepa. Que se amaña el que la prueba, vendeme la arepa. Que por dinero no hay problema, te compro la arepa. Tanto es que vale para verla, vendeme la arepa. Ay, y esa arepa es la que me dice lo único que le gusta. A ver cómo y Polo Morales. really famous Colombian singer does mostly cumbias and I was really surprised that we've never brought him to the show yeah yeah I I feel like when I first saw this I was like hmm arepa like (laughs) Colombian hmm it's Mm-hmm. As a Curious. Venezuelan, I Curious. have my feelings. <laughs> yeah. I have my feelings mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the arepa and the superiority of the Venezuelan arepa. But you know, shout out Colombians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone, I feel like so many cultures have their own sort of like corn-based dough-like situation. Um, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I don't. I don't have anything to say about Colombian versus Venezuelan arepas because I don't know that I've actually even had a Colombian arepa before. So I got, I got nothing on that front, but, um, 
But yeah, Aniceto Molina is really interesting because he's super, super popular in El Salvador. You know, he's Colombian. And like to the point where I feel like he's probably like the one of the most popular artists in the DC region because of like the super heavy El Salvadoran immigrant population. So it's like I almost think he's Salvadoran because mm. he's just like one of the top artists for Salvadoran folks. Um, and I don't know the history of why that is, but it's just one of those, one Very of those things. Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wanted to bring him and this is a song. I actually found like a Latina magazine article that it was like a listicle of, of like Latino songs with food in the title. <laughs> it's like, wow, really like pro content <laughs> Latina magazine from 2014, <laughs> but really helpful to me today in this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So have you, you made out, have you made out a buzz recently? I haven't seen that on your Um, I made arepas, like, at the beginning of the cuarentena, I had some arepas that I made with my sancocho in Venezuela. We put, you know, like, we devoronamos arepas en el sancocho. Mm -hmm. So I made some for that. Um, but I don't, yeah, I I don't have them that often. I mostly, like, like to eat, like, very vegetable-heavy meals. And, like, those aren't very vegetable-heavy. But I should, it's maybe time to bust out the arepas soon. Mm -hmm. I usually make arepas for people, too. like. I'll, like, make arepas when I'm, like, have somebody over, you know? know. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, because, like, also, like, what am I do? Like, make, like, one or two arepas? That feels crazy to me. But also, like, what the fuck am I going to do with ten arepas, you know? I, they freeze well. I could freeze them. But it's yeah. just, like, it seems silly. It all seems silly. <laughs> but whatever. I made two pizzas for myself the other day, so. They looked really good. I guess. They looked really Thank good. Thank you. They were good. I've been having pizza for breakfast every day since Yum. then. I finally ate the last piece today. Uh. God, I wish we could share food somehow. Um, I am opposite of you. I eat really like carb heavy, especially when I'm feeling stressed. So I'm like, I could eat 10 arepas, like no problem. (laughs) (laughs) 10 arepas with like salty cheese and beans or something like done, you know, and maduros, like throw some maduros in there. Mm. There's a really good Venezuelan arepa place in DC that we've been to that has that kind of combo. Yeah. I mean, that's the shit. That's the shit with maduros and beans Mm -hmm. and like. Some pollo mechado, carne mechada, you know, aguacate. I make this cilantro sauce that um, is really fucking bomb. Ugh, so good. This is making maybe me I'll, really maybe hungry. Maybe do that this weekend. But Sorry, I don't have y'all. any of the things that we've been talking about in my pitch. I'm like, how do I get myself excited about the chili? I mean, like, we're talking about all these <laughs> other things that are so tasty. I have been baking a lot of bread. Which How's that been going? It's been going pretty well. Although, y'all, there's a yeast shortage because all you bitches are being, like, yeah, baking bread it's for the a very first time popular. Ever. It's a very popular thing that the people are doing. Is like suddenly everybody wants to bake bread. I mean, it's a great thing to do, and it's you know you don't need a lot of ingredients, and it it's great. But I'm like, y'all, I need yeast, and I unfortunately did not stockpile yeast before this happened because I hadn't baked bread in like a year and a half. So I'm not really sure what to do. We're like looking at different like trying to order yeast and the options are probably ridiculous and expensive. So I, I might try to make a starter, but I'm the, the bread recipes I use don't use like fresh sourdough starter. They just use like packaged yeast. So it's a little bit hard to know how to modify um, yeah. for those recipes. But I made brioche yeah. and I made a chocolate brioche. So like I, I just rolled, I just like um, swirled up chocolate chips, like rolled, laid out the brioche, put a layer of chocolate chips and just rolled it together. And that was really tasty also kind of has a salty sweet thing going on and then i made like a challah that i actually froze cooked because i was like trying to you know not use it all at once and then i've made a bunch of like just like rustic white bread and and made Mm. i made homemade croutons with stale bread i also made bread pudding with stale bread so i've been trying to figure out because that's the thing about fresh bread is it goes stale within a couple days like you have to eat it right away it does not store well you can freeze it right bread freezes really well yeah if you freeze it fresh but i'm saying if you want to like just like try to eat the loaf over a couple days by day three it gets a little stale so you got to think about what to do with it. you can make but you can also make um french toast is good with stale bread so there's a lot you can do with it yeah, there's a lot to do if you've done with stale bread. When I was eating a lot more bread in my life and I had stale bread, um, I would make this um, – I I would make this – there's this Tuscan salad that uses stale bread and, like, you, like, mix it with tomatoes and basil and cucumber and red onion and, like, you use, like, mm-hmm. red wine vinegar and, like, a really good olive oil. And it's just – it sounds really weird, like but it's so salad. fucking bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I put croutons. My kind of salad. I put croutons <laughs> in my bread, you know, in my salad. So same, same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's that bomb. good. Highly recommend. Yeah. All right, what's your last pick for this episode? 
All right, my last pick for this episode is like a super fucking chill, also that sort of mood, which I've really been enjoying. Uh, this is called Memuda Tokyo, and it's by Diego Raposo, and it's featuring Medio Piki, Seke, and Valera. Me mudé a Tokio, me tuve que cambiar el nombre propio Ahora me llamo Yuri Matsumoto Tengo par de chori bailando mi tel roboto La latina y la blanquita de occidente la reboto Estamos en otro formato, tengo sushi en el plato Controlando los palitos y controlando los aparatos Ahora me acusan de yakuza y yo lo acuso de tecato Ya no necesito puta, en mi casa tengo a mi sato Dame un ride de noche, un paseo por Osaka En el carro bajando saque, en la calle gatando paca Manejo del lado derecho, maniobrando con gracia No haciendo lo mal hecho, explorando la galaxia Parlando con no pigonta, nadando en otra frecuencia Trembala Kyoto, Tokio como ramen en la tienda Llegan tus Shinigami, cuidado si no dan mention Traductor portátil para el que no no entienda Escuché este traque como que Buda parezca Abajo de un bonsai yo Godzilla con la mezcla Los volcanes se disparan cuando ya los mamá Que los dioses la bendigan, ella y a su mamá Bajando cerveza con los pokémones Pídele dogares a uno de los Digimones en un Honda Civic parqueado en el monte Fuji Mira esos jeans junto con ese Fujin Provocando Harakiri entre los cursos GG Ya nos animaron en el estudio de Ghibli Pasando los mundos como en Nintendo Wii Wii Fumando las flores junto con Mario y Luigi So Diego Raposo is a Dominican producer and artist. I really, really like his work. Medio Piki we've brought before. Um, also Dominican and, you know, just makes excellent excellent shit i feel like these two dudes are doing shit that i really love um i always always enjoy the stuff that they're putting out so uh it's very fun to get new music from them and this one is it just came out recently and i was just like as soon as it came out i was like yes you know i think i have this thing with music where in reality like it's a bad habit right because if it doesn't click with me right away i'm just like not really giving it a second chance what's happened to me before though is that like Sometimes I do give music a second chance, like por casualidad, not because it's something that I regularly do. And then I'm like, oh, I actually really like this mm-hmm. and I come to love something. But like usually, um, unless it's something that's like on the radio all the time or like out in the world all the time that I'm hearing all the time, just like by the sake of manufactured popularity, like if it doesn't hit immediately, sometimes I'm just like, uh, whatever, you know, like I don't give it a second chance. But This is definitely one of those, like, immediately, I'm like, absolutely, yes, I'm going to play this 80 times now. Mm, It's good to have that right now. It is. It is. I feel like I, you know, I've had a lot of time to follow what's coming out and, like, who, you know, some people that I like that um, see who else they're collaborating with and working with and, like, follow those sorts of lines. I often like to do that with, like, you know, let's see what an artist that I like and see who they're collaborating with and then, like, see who I like out of there and from there see who they're collaborating with. And it just turns into this whole, like, artistic tree and, like, you get to sort of, like, map out a little scene and, like, see who's collaborating with who. And, mm-hmm. you know, Diego Raposo has collaborated with Mula. I think that that's how I first came across Diego Raposo's music I don't know but anyway it's it's nice to have that sort of time to be doing that sort of exploration these days and these folks are definitely in my lane musically I love the shit that they're doing I was listening to when I was setting up for this um Tulia was hanging out with me and I she really likes the recording equipment so she was helping me like hook it all up and then we were listening to your songs and she was like this is pretty (laughs) And Tulia is your partner's kid. Yeah. Just for everybody f- who's like, who the fuck is Tulia? <laughs> I've, I've said her name a few times, but yeah, she's the five-year-old that I'm currently living with. <laughs> yeah. She's my partner's daughter. I bet the recording equipment is super fun for a five-year-old. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like all those buttons and mm-hmm. knobs. Mm-hmm. It's cute. 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 She, like, she likes your music. <laughs> your music taste. It is. It's very pretty. The, the production on it is like, it's just chill and calm and beautiful, which is really truly what I need in this moment right when like everything outside feels like the goddamn apocalypse having like a chill nice beat is just perfect Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and this is good for like 
you know, something that needs to simmer for a long time where you're mm. just like have it going and you need to take a lot of breaks because you're waiting on it. That's what I would recommend this for. Not a very active project with a lot of like, you know, active steps. Right. Where do you get recipe ideas? Uh, I don't really do recipes, but I look at a lot of food. So I get Bon Appetit. I'm subscribed to Bon Appetit, like the magazine. Mm -hmm. It's the only like physical magazine that I subscribe to. And um, I subscribe, like I love a lot of their, all all of their like Instagrams. Like they have a couple of different branches. So like there's like the Bon Appetit Instagram, but they also have uh, an Instagram called Healthy-ish, which is sort of... um, a lot of how I cook, like very vegetable forward. Um, and so, and, but very high flavored, uh, sort of food. So, um, I follow that for ideas. I don't like often take anything very literally, but I love like knowing what flavor combinations people are using, like what sort of techniques, like I look for techniques and flavor ideas, Mm -hmm. really not recipes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I follow them for that. And then another good Instagram, especially if you're very new to cooking, uh, to follow is basically it's Mm -hmm. um, another offshoot of Bon Appetit where uh, they really started. If you like go way back to their account, to their Instagram, they start with like knife skills, like very basic things and like a lot of their food is like it's it's targeted towards beginners but it's all very simple and also a lot the way that I cook is tends to be I mean I do a lot of elaborate food projects but like on an everyday basis I'm not like making a sancocho for myself on a weeknight you know mm-hmm. like I cook a lot of very simple foods or foods that require like some prep in advance and then can be put together very simply mm-hmm. uh, so even though it's targeted towards beginners it has a lot of really great ideas for like simple preparations that like are very tasty so I highly recommend the bone appetite universe of um of food stuff and a lot of like food media can be extremely annoying and bone appetite is not immune to that but i feel like it's one of the less annoying ones for sure yeah maybe we can put some links in the show notes to those yeah i like i I just need ideas for what to do with stuff you know i feel like my repertoire is not is somewhat limited and also really like meat heavy and now i'm living with two vegetarians so i'm not cooking meat so i'm Mm. also having to Mm. bone up on um yeah, just like my vegetarian recipe. And I've been vegetarian in different moments in the past, so it's not like totally foreign to me, but it's been a while. Right, right. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, lots of eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hence the quiche and stuff. Yep, yep. Right. I love eggs, man. Mm-hmm. Thinking about getting some chickens. There's a chicken coop that's abandoned in the backyard, so... That might be. It seems like other people are doing that too right now. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of steps to be taken first, but I'm kind of excited about the idea. Oh my God. When I lived in Austin briefly, I fantasized about chickens. We even like started building a chicken coop, but then we couldn't find jobs there. So we had to go. But (laughs) um, I, uh, I developed like an obsession with chickens and like had all these ideas about like the fancy kinds of chicken varieties. I wanted like all these different crusted varieties of chickens, which are like not the best layers. Obviously, like I was like full on form over function on yeah, this one. Yeah, you sent me some pretty amazing chicken photos. <laughs> I was like, yes, you need to get like some crusted Polish varieties, like maybe like a silver laced kind, right. like you know. And I was like, like I'm just gonna get chicken for my which is like a little bantam breed that's very funny and looks like a Muppet. Right. You know? And Elena's like, I'm just gonna get some chickens for my friends who are farmers. <laughs> <laughs> just like some like regular regular uh-huh. Rhode Island reds. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's for the best. I feel like if you're gonna get chickens, you need to get like some like regular good layers, like mm-hmm. maybe some Rhode Island reds, some Plymouth rocks, and then like you could get like a Polish chicken or like a silky for fun for like a fun like weird chicken and then you could get like an arocana so you can get some blue eggs in right there. that's right. a good layer but it's like a blue yeah. a blue fun egg yeah different color eggs come on fun. yeah come yeah. on so. <laughs> we'll keep you that all updated that would be my chicken recommendation we'll keep you all updated <laughs> if i end up getting chickens <laughs> you should just put a coop on the roof you know that'll totally be fine right oh my god yeah i'm sure all of my neighbors would really love that mm-hmm. And my landlord would be especially thrilled. They would love it. They would love it. (laughs) All right, y'all. That's our 
cooking episode. Hope you enjoy. Hope it's a little bit of a reprieve from everything else going on in the world. Thanks so much for listening. As always, all the details from all the songs and all the things that we mentioned are going to be in the show notes. So all of the various Instagrams and playlists and various things are going to be on there. So take a look. Check it out. If you're not following us on Instagram, Twitter, you should do that. Beto's been doing a great job of keeping the content flowing for y'all there of music and other things. So make sure to follow us. Oh, we also have a newsletter. We're keeping it up, but we're doing it every other week now just to give, honestly, me a little bit of a break. So I'll go over to the link in the show notes. It's a tiny letter email. And every other week, we'll send an email on Fridays with some recommendations and also like keeping you updated on the, the episodes we put out since the last newsletter. Yeah, we, I have a lot more time. So I've been like posting all the new music that's coming out. And um, so make sure to follow us on Instagram and all the various other places for all the things that are trying to, you know, all the ways that we're trying to keep you hanging in during this really hard time. Again, my love to all frontline workers, whether you work sanitation, you work at a grocery store, you're a nurse or a physician or a healthcare worker of any kind, mm-hmm. really shout out to you. We couldn't, we couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do this without you all. We really respect your work and your efforts. And, um, you know, I know it's such a privilege to be able to get to stay home, which I'm getting to stay home. Mm-hmm. Betis is getting to stay home. Mm-hmm. It's so, um, it's such a privilege. And, you know, I really feel like I'm doing this so to make it easier on y'all. Um, and I hope that other people are doing that as well because, Y'all, we're trying to stop the spread so that folks that have to be out and are so that our world actually fucking continues to run with some semblance of function, like don't get sick. So if you're not doing it for yourself, do it for everybody else. Yep. Yep. All right. Much love to y'all. Hasta la próxima. Los queremos muchos, babies. Bye. <laughs>